Welcome to Speaking of Grace, the weekly message podcast from the Whole Life Church in Orlando, Florida. We're a multi-ethnic, multicultural, and multi-generational congregation committed to our mission of loving people into a lifelong friendship with God. We are committed to our vision of being a church without walls, fully engaged in serving the people of our community. Thank you for joining us as we continue Speaking of Grace. Welcome to 2024, family. Welcome, Ken. Yeah. All right. How's it going? Okay. All right. I take it. The jury's out. That's fine. That's fine. So uh, I do want you to do me a favor. I do need you to take out your cell phones once more. This is a, a cell phone heavy church service here, but I do want you to respond to a little poll that we're doing. How often do you feel lonely? So go ahead, get your uh, cell phone out. You go ahead and just Take a picture of that. It's going to take you directly to a little poll that we're doing. It's going to give you a couple choices. I think it's going to let you tell us whether you feel hardly ever, some of the time, or often. So those are, that's what it'll ask you. So take the poll for us. It'll come back. It'll have a place a little bit later. Um, but go ahead and do that for us. And we're just going to go ahead and leave that up for a minute while you're, while you're still figuring that out. Um, for the last... Three years, we've been on a journey, and we actually have a five-year journey that we're on. I hope it's longer than that, but we have had kind of this, this plan for five years of where we're headed. We started off with the theme of a rise. Coming out of the pandemic, it's time to get back up, right? And so we talked about what it meant to arise, how usually when Jesus is, is healing somebody, the first thing he says to them is, get up, arise, And so the second thing that Jesus would do would be he would say, follow me. So in order to follow, you have to get up. So get up, arise first, then follow me. And so this year, um, what was that theme again that we've got going on this year? Oh, yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. I guess guess you picked up with the uh, the cool little uh, light in the middle of the floor there and maybe some stuff that you've seen around. Anyway, yeah, so connect. So here's the... here's the argument I'm going to make to you this year. I'm going to argue with you, or hopefully not argue with you. That doesn't sound right. We're going to discuss together. How about that? But I want to suggest to you, I want to suggest to you that when Jesus calls us to follow him, that Jesus is calling us to connect. That we're Jesus leads is towards connection. And I would say that it is vertical connection with God and horizontal connection with each other. That both of those are important. So Jesus calls us to arise. Jesus calls us to follow him. And then Jesus leads us into deeper connection with himself and deeper connection with each other. All that connect talk made me think about something. You know what I was thinking about, right? Legos. (laughs) Maybe think about Legos. Anybody like Legos? I got a couple. All right. That's all right. We're a church that encourages you to talk to us. So this is good. Thank you. Those of you who are quiet were the ones that were in the wrong. So just know that. All right. So 
Yeah, all right, so there we go. So I, I don't know, why, why would I be thinking about Legos when I think about connection? Uh, you know what, I feel like, I don't even feel like, I love metaphors, and sometimes the best metaphors are the ones that other people get to kind of figure out, so I'm not even going to talk anymore. I'm just going to say Legos. How, what do you think Legos have to do with our theme this year? How are Legos like people? There's some things you can think about. And, but in the meantime, I actually need, I need a couple of people to do me a favor. I need eh, maybe two or three. Steve already has his hand up. Look at that. Steve might have been here for first service. All right, stand up, Steve. You go ahead and stand up. And what just Steve's willing before you. So what I've done is I brought all my son Eric's Legos from home. It's at least two generations worth of Legos. And they're right there in that bin. And I want maybe one other person or two other people. Somebody's, no, they need to be willing because you're going to have to sit. Oh, I see a whole bunch of hands on the front row. So, man, I don't even know how to pick. Steve, do you know how to pick? Oh, look, there's, there's, we got people in the bed. <laughs> there are people. Like, this is going to turn out. I saw his hand in the plaid shirt back there. Real plaid shirt. We're, plaid shirt. Yes, sir. Come on up. That's one. And I feel like, I, you know what? I feel like I want a girl. Yeah. Yeah, because Legos are for everybody. That's right. So here we go. So here's the thing. You guys are going to get to walk right over here. And um, take, can you just guys stand right here? Look at how adorable. Yeah, right? So, and then, yeah, okay. Yeah. And, and, and back to adorable. Um, so, so, we're friends, or, or we were. Um, so, so, here's the thing, guys and lady. Um, I've got all those Legos over there. And the three of you, I would like to create one thing, okay? So I don't want three different things. I want one thing. And the thing about it is, is I'm not going to lie. See, these poor people on this front row are going to be really distracted. That's why I didn't put it up here on the, on the platform, because you guys are so adorable, they won't even watch me if you're up here. So here's the thing. I need you to be really quiet. Legos are noisy, right? So be as quiet as you can but still create one thing. You'll need to communicate with each other a little bit, and Steve will help you out with that a little bit, but um, got to keep the volume down. So can we do that? All right, so it's yours. Here you go. Take those Legos with you, because you might need them. You don't know that the, the box might not be big enough. All right, so they're going to work on the Legos, okay? Don't let them distract you with their cuteness. You're, you're stuck with me over here, so turn the focus right there. Okay, there we go. Okay, so... They're going to work on that. We're going to come back to them a little bit later. And in the, in the meantime, you can let it roll around in your mind what Legos might have to do with connect or what have to do with people, how people might be like Legos. We can, we'll think about that a little bit. So three years ago, uh, in 2022, when I was thinking about the, the direction I wanted to see us as a family headed in, and I thought, the, you know, we've got Arise, we've got Follow Me, we've got five that, that are already planned. And so this one's Arise, I mean, sorry, this one is Connect, <laughs> going back two years. This one's Connect, and I, it is the middle, 
It is right in the middle of our, of our journey. And I would argue, too, that usually whatever is in the middle is pivotal. Whatever is in the middle is sometimes the most important thing. It, it kind of pivots off of this. And so I want to suggest to you that everything that came before has been leading up to this, and everything that comes after is going to flow out of this. Connect is incredibly important. So why is it important to me? Well, I didn't know three years ago when I chose this theme that in May of last year, the U.S. Surgeon General would issue this. Dr. Vivek Murthy, the U.S. Surgeon General, says loneliness is an epidemic. The focus of an 80-page advisory he is releasing today. We're used to thinking about smoking and obesity as clear public health concerns. So you're saying loneliness is comparable to smoking in terms of the detriment to your health? Yeah, in terms of the risk that it poses for premature death, yes. Half of U.S. adults experience measurable loneliness, and it's greater among young adults. When you struggle with loneliness, when you're socially disconnected, it increases your risk of depression and anxiety and suicide, but it also increases your risk of physical illness as well. You heard what he said, right? Here's a little chart that uh, he provides on uh, his website. You can go look this stuff up for yourself, and I don't want to run through all of it, but these are national trends for social connection. They're how much social isolation people are experiencing. Household family social engagement, companionship, social engagement with others, non-household family social engagement, and social engagement with friends. And they measured it between 2003 and 2020. Do you notice a trend? As loneliness has increased, social engagement has decreased. That probably isn't a surprise. It shouldn't be a shock. But I think what is a little shocking is just how, in a world that prides itself on connections, we're becoming more and more disconnected. In a world where you can have a million followers, you can also feel incredibly lost and alone. So just take a second and look at the person next to you, or one of the people next to you. Statistically, one of you is lonely. <laughs> I'm not asking you to figure it out right now. I find it really concerning. I find it really concerning that within society in general, the U.S. in particular, that one out of two people is lonely. So how is it our church? We asked you to take a little poll at the beginning of this sermon, so let's go ahead and see what it showed. It's showing me that in this church, 32% of you are hardly ever lonely, but 51% of you are some of the time and 17% of you are often. Can I say, as part of the pastoral team here, that concerns me? It concerns me for so very many reasons. And if you're feeling lonely, I am not here to shame you for it. What concerns me is how as a family, a church family, 
can we come together to create connections and dispel loneliness? Because loneliness has profound impacts on our life. The Surgeon General shared some fact cards. Look at this. Living in isolation reduces our chances of survival, and social isolation increases the risk of premature mortality by nearly 30%. Poor social relationships and social isolation only increase your risk of heart disease by 29%, and your risk of stroke by 32%. Smaller social network size is associated with increased risk of type 2 diabetes and other diabetic complications, including heart attacks and kidney disease. Among older adults, this one, this one just blew my mind when I read it. Among older adults, chronic loneliness and social isolation can increase the risk of developing dementia by almost 50%. Being more socially connected can improve stress responses and minimize the negative effects of uh, health effects of stress. People with strong perceptions of community belongingness are 2.6 times more likely to report good or excellent health than people with a low sense of belongingness. Adults who report feeling lonely often are more than twice as likely to develop depression as adults who report rarely or never feeling lonely. Social support from friends and family is associated with improved hypertension, that's high blood pressure, and uh, and diabetes management. Immersion in local community-based activities such as volunteering significantly increases the likelihood of unemployed individuals becoming employed. Loneliness and poor social support have been found to significantly contribute to the development and severity of illnesses after exposure to viruses. So isn't that interesting? As our social connections have been decreasing in the United States, 2020 comes along with this virus, and we're hit hard. We're hit hard. Connection matters. I hope at this point you're realizing that loneliness isn't something to be joked about. It's not something to be taken lightly. If I told you that you are at high risk for a heart attack, I would hope that you'd be interested in finding some ways to prevent that. And if you are feeling lonely, I would hope that you would be interested in hearing some things that you can do to combat that loneliness. And if you're not lonely, I would hope that you would care about the person next to you who is lonely. Because one out of two Americans is lonely. And I hope you would be interested in figuring out what you could do to bring connection and meaning and help people through the loneliness that they're experiencing. So right now, maybe you're thinking, oh, Ken, this is a really nice social sermon. But is this really something spiritual? Can I just take a moment to say, can we, can we just agree that you can't separate spiritual from social? Can we just agree on that for a moment? We have this really bad habit within Christianity of trying to say, well, this is, this is spiritual, and then this is physical, or this is secular, or this is family. If we are truly Bible-believing Christians, we have to believe that 
every single thing that we do is spiritual in nature. Everything. Whatsoever you do, do to the glory of God. Everything is spiritual in nature. And so we can't just say, well, that's this over here. You know, we have an amazing designer that created us and knew what we needed. And so I want to make the case for you biblically. Why connection matters so much. Let's just start right at the beginning. Then the Lord said, it's not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. Can we take a minute and stop and ask ourselves what's wrong with that passage? Was, was Adam alone? So is God not enough? Oh, that made a couple of you squirm. I don't know. Read the verse. Apparently, God didn't think that humanity was meant to be solo and God, but humanity was meant to be us and God. It does not diminish our need from God to say that we have a need for each other. So a lot of times we'll get, this verse can be used in a lot of weird ways to talk about the relationship between male and female. But could we just take a moment and realize that, that there are theologians who argue that, that what this really has to do with, that the reason God didn't create man and woman at the same time was because God was sending a strong signal to humanity that we need each other that we need each other, that we need each other. Because in Genesis 1, Jesus tells Adam to be fruitful and multiply. God knows that we need each other. He created us to need each other. Ask an atheist neurologist, people who study the brain, ask them, and they will tell you, and I know this because I've read the books, Atheist neurologists will tell you that the human mind was built for companionship. In fact, we have a word for people who don't want to be with other people and who don't understand other people. And I'm not even going to say it, but you know what I'm talking about. We were created to need each other, profoundly need each other. Jesus in John 15 verse 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Do you sense the connectedness there? Jesus says, in me, you all are connected. In Jesus, in God, we are connected. We were built to need each other. We were built to need God and we were built to need each other. Jesus, as he closes off that beautiful prayer that he closes his ministry with, just before he goes to the cross, his final prayer that's recorded says, I pray that they will be one, just as you and I are one. As you are in me, Father, and I am in you, and may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. 
Jesus' final prayer was a prayer for unity. It was a prayer for people to understand that they need each other. It was a prayer that we would see past each other's flaws and come together in grace and love and acceptance and forgiveness. That was Jesus' prayer. He didn't pray, and may they all learn the truth of the 27 fundamental beliefs of the Seventh-day Adventist church. You know, because can I say that keeping those 27 fundamental beliefs is easy compared to getting along with each other? Keeping the rules is easy compared to getting along with each other. The letter of the law is far easier than the spirit of the law. And family, we don't do away with one by affirming the primacy of the other. In fact, we strengthen our belief in what God has said by believing what's most important. Jesus said the greatest commandment was love the Lord with all your heart and your mind. And the second was like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. On this, Jesus said, hinge all the law and all the prophets. So what happens when Jesus dies, when he's resurrected, when he goes back to heaven, and when the Holy Spirit is finally poured out on that early church? Acts 2 tells us, verses 42 through 47, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship, added to their, added to their, added to their, those who were being saved. Their fellowship, that's a word for connection. Family, I fear that we live in a world that has become so busy that we've forgotten that it is critical to our physical, emotional, and spiritual health to just be with each other. To just be with each other. Not with the agenda of programming some sort of theological belief into each other, but just the fact of being together is what grows us, sharpens us, And family, I want you to know that this isn't just an Acts chapter 2 thing. There's a really cool story in the book Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell about this town of Rosetto, Pennsylvania. And Malcolm talks about this story because back in the late 1950s, 1960s, a guy named Stuart Wolf was a researcher for a major university. And Wolf came across this community of Rosetta. Why did he find it? Because he heard some interesting facts coming out of there. There was almost no heart attacks, almost no strokes, hypertension, high blood pressure, very not happening there. No reported drug addiction, no reported 
domestic abuse, no reported drug addiction, no reported uh, very, very little crime. Crime was almost non-existent. No ulcers. Now, if you're a medical researcher, that might intrigue you because that is not the national norm. And so Wolf decided he was going to drill down on this and try to figure out what it was. So the first thing he thought was, well, they all, this town mainly came from Italy, and a specific place in Italy, so it must be the genetics. Well, he did some research, and there were other towns from that same area of Italy near Rosetto, and they all had all the normal risk factors. So it wasn't genetics. So he said, well, maybe they eat differently. Nope, they didn't. They ate like good Italians should eat which isn't very good. (laughs) Maybe they weren't drinking alcohol. Nope, they did. But there was no alcoholism. Well, maybe there was like something special there. Nope. Wolf went down the long list of possibilities as a scientist where he tried to rule this out. And the problem was, is he ruled things out He couldn't figure it out. And eventually he came to what would become a controversial, researchers came to this controversial idea. And it came back to this guy right here. His name is Father Pascal Danisco. And Father Danisco was the first Catholic priest in Rosetto in 1897. And Father Danisco did not preach once a week. Father Danisco started encouraging the community to create clubs, to do things, to have potlucks together, to eat together, to do. And he created this atmosphere within the town of Rosetto that was unlike the atmosphere of any other Italian immigrant town in that area. Danisco had people spending time together. He created community. And when Danisco died... It wasn't just the Catholic community that turned out for him. It was the Protestant community, the Jewish community in that town all showed up because Danisco had made sure that everybody, doesn't matter whether they're Catholic or Protestant, he found a way to create community with everybody and encouraged it. And so researchers came to the conclusion that what made the health difference in Rosetto, what made the difference was that they had a strong not just a strong, but a hugely strong sense of community and togetherness. And the sad part is that after the 1960s, they let it go. And now their rates are exactly the same as the rest of the nation. You can know what to do and not do it. Family, I'm challenging us here to know what to do and do it. Why? Because I love you. I genuinely mean it. And I care about your health. I'm not saying that if we do everything perfectly, there'll be no more of this. I'm just saying that statistically, it bears out that there'll be less of it. And when it does hit us, we have a community there to support when we're going through those difficulties. Family connection matters. And we are going to spend the next 52 weeks talking about it we are going to be talking about what it means to have a vertical relationship with God. And we're going to talk about the difficulties of having a horizontal relationship with others. But we're also going to tell why it's worth it and how we can do it. 
So I really look forward to this journey with you. I really look forward to it. And this year, what we are really going to be challenging ourselves is to find ways to connect. I'm not here to tell you how God's telling you to connect. I'm just saying, arise, follow Jesus into the connection that he's leading you into. So let's take a look at the, uh, what we've got here. So we have a pretty cool building. So I'm going to go ahead and grab a microphone here. And you want to tell me what you built? We built, we built a house. It's a very nice house. And it looks like a house with a plane. It is. Yeah. Okay. There we go. So do you guys have any ideas on why Legos might be a little bit like people? Or is that like you've been busy? Can you think of any ways that Legos might be like people? You put them together. You said it. You said it. You put them together and they make something beautiful. Thank you guys. You can keep going if you want or you can whatever. <laughs> this year we have a little token. Every year we've handed one out. And I invite you to go ahead and make sure when you walk out that you grab this year's each year's had its own token. It has the values and mission of our church on one side, and it has the theme on the other. I actually personally keep mine in my wallet um, to remind me what we're doing and what we're up to. Family, you want to go on a trip with me? You want to do a journey? Want to explore what connection can look like and what the difference it can make in this church? I'm not saying we're disconnected. I'm not saying that we haven't been doing it right. I'm just saying let's take it to the next level. Because we can always level up, right? You guys want to level up? Let's level up. And let's see what God is able to do far and above what we could imagine. Let's arise and follow Jesus into deep and meaningful connection with God and each other. This is whole life. Wow, uh, those lyrics just work so perfectly for this. That was amazing. Like, Almost like it was written for this. Almost yeah. like it was written for this. So Kyla, that's a Kyla original. Thank you so much, Kyla. Let's give her Super another round of Super proud of you, applause. Kyla. Awesome. Well, um, I'm Stanley, the online host, and uh, we already have a few questions in, but if you'd like to participate, feel free to join us in the chat room at wholelife.church slash live. Um, and... Um, we already have a few in, and now the conversation's really moving here. So I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I should have pulled this up. But, all right, so let's talk about um, introverts. Yes. And people say this comes from, it's an emoji name, and it looks like a queen and I think the flag of Jamaica. So, okay. Diana. Well, Guyana. Guyana. Okay, sorry. Well, now we know who it sorry, is. Sorry, Atara. <laughs> no. I'm sorry, I don't know my flags let's, very let's well. Let's read Atara's question. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> The Guyana Queen. All right. Um, wait. Um, her, um, heard, heard introverts say things like, oh, I don't like people. Uh, and she finds that statement dangerous. Uh, what lessons can the introvert learn from today's sermon? Such as, I don't like to talk to people or I'm nervous or I'm scared, but um, I still feel lonely maybe is how well, someone might feel. Would it be okay if I actually spoke to extroverts really quickly about that? 
Um, so when I pulled out the Legos, Legos come in different shapes and sizes, right? And what we're told is that the average human being can handle probably about eight to 12 close relationships at any given moment in their life. So there's, Legos have only so many spots on them. And there are some Legos that only have two spots on them or even one. But to be a Lego, you have to have at least one. Okay, and so I think we need to be careful about how judgy we get about how many relationships people need to have and what they look like. But at the same time, I would also argue back to my introverted friends, we do need each other. We do need each other. And it is, if you're, and trust me, you, you might be surprised to hear this, but I am not the guy that, that wakes up in the morning, can't wait to go to the party in the evening. I'm the guy that's like, oh, do I have to go? I, I mean, could I just stay home? Do I have to? Um, I love you guys, but honestly, after a church service is over, I am drained to the core of my being um, because I'm not a natural extrovert. I'm, I'm kind of somewhere in the middle-ish for me, but I have enough introversion that I just, it really will wear me. Um, but I can't tell you how many times I've gone to a party or to a church event that I did not want to go to. <laughs> And walked away being, I am so glad I didn't miss out on this. I'm so glad that I was a part of it and I pushed myself to do it even though I didn't want to, or somebody else pushed me to do it and I didn't want to do it. And, um, and so to my extroverted friends, please have some grace and mercy on the introverts. God made them the way that he made them on purpose. And you, extrovert, being extroverted is not better. It's just different. God made us in different ways and that's okay. We all need each other in different ways and in different amounts, just like Legos. Some Legos are big and some are smaller, it's okay. Embrace the Lego that you are <laughs> and embrace the Lego that other people are. And, uh, and when we do that, good things happen. Awesome. Now, uh, when I ask people at first service, are you more of a lots of friends or a one connection? And actually the majority said one was all that they, they, I get one relationship really deep could be why they're also online. I'm just kidding. But the, uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Wow, that was mean, wasn't it? I'm sorry. No, but the, uh, I'm sorry. I, I love my online people. They're good. Um, but uh, they are yours too, Stanley. Yes. The, um, uh, Aaron asked this question though. How do I balance my need for others and not finding my happiness in others, but in God? How do I balance the need in others and need for God? I, I, so can I just say, I don't think it's either or. It's yes and. I think that there's a difference between needing others and needing others' approval. And sometimes we get kind of confused about that. We don't, God's approval is the only approval that really matters, right? But that doesn't mean that we don't need people, that we don't need others, or that somehow that if we're, we have a thriving relationship with God but feel desperately lonely because we don't have the meaningful relationships that we in, intrinsically feel like we need, that somehow God has let us down or that we're not getting God. God created you to need relationships with other people. And so there's kind of this thing that says, well, you, you know, you should be good with God and God alone. Well, okay. But then why did God create Eve? Why did God create Eve? Why wasn't God just enough for Adam? And, and so my, 
anyway, where I, where I really want us to think about is that it's not, it's yes and. Yes and. Of course we need a relationship with God, and of course we need a relationship with each other. Awesome. There are still more questions, but we are out of time. And so if you have any other uh, questions you'd like to submit, just send them to an email address called podcast at wholelife.church. That podcast comes out every Wednesday morning, and you can see it on the screen here called This is Whole Life. And uh, it's a great podcast, and listenership is growing. If you remember last week, it's been awesome. We'd love so, it to grow more. We'd yeah. love it to grow more. Thank, Thank you, Stanley. Yep. You know, I am so excited that there are so many people connecting with Whole Life, and I would like to welcome into official membership at Whole Life the faces you see behind me. We are so grateful that each one of these individuals and families have chosen to make Whole Life their family, part of their family, and to connect with us. If you want to officially welcome them into membership here, give them another big round of applause. Yes. Now, you will see in the picture with Adelis, Leslie, and William, I want to show you one more picture. Oh, William got baptized. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. We had some baptisms there, and we are so happy for this happened at Kalaka, and we celebrate that with you as a family, just an awesome thing. So thank you for being just an amazing family, and let's thank God for this Sabbath that we've been together. Jesus, thank you for bringing us together, whether it was online where people participated in connecting with each other through our chat, or whether it was people here in the worship center connecting with each other. Lord, I pray that I pray that the loneliness that our world is experiencing would become extinct at whole life. I pray knowing that that isn't the case right now and knowing that it's only your Holy Spirit that can, can make that difference. But Lord, we, as we sang early, pour yourself out on us. Pour yourself out on us and bring us together. Connect us in ways that are invisible, but so connecting. Lord, I just pray that when people think of a place where they belong and are loved and cared about, that their first thought will be of whole life. Thank you so much for this place. Thank you for what it is and for what you imagine it to be next. We pray these things in your name. Amen. Boy, there's a QR code that just keeps popping up on that Connect slide. I don't know if it'll stay up when I go, but I just want you to know I love you, family. Go love your world. Hi. This is Randy McGray, podcast producer and host here at Whole Life Church. Loving people into a lifelong friendship with God is our mission at the Whole Life Church, and our podcasts are designed to help facilitate conversations that help us grow together in that pursuit. Now that you've heard the message for this week, don't forget to check out the Whole Life Takeaways for this message. Swipe up in today's show notes and join the conversation. Speaking of conversations, each Wednesday morning we take a closer look at the week's message. That's right, the one you just listened to. We discuss practical ways to apply spiritual lessons and ask honest questions about the issues we face as Christians, all focused through the lens of grace. Your voice is a welcomed addition to that conversation.
We encourage your thoughts and your questions by sending a voicemail or text to 407-965-1607 or send an email to podcast at wholelife.church. You can find everything podcast-related on our website, wholelife.church slash podcast. And plan on spending every Tuesday evening and Wednesday morning with us as we bring you the Whole Life Church inspiration you love straight into your headphones. Thanks for listening, and have a great week.